0: being here inside of this very special Super Powered Pop with Dan Tortora broadcast, and this is episode one of our six-part series, and this is episode one, The Power Stone. So episode one is power, and of course, you're watching this six-part video and audio series, and you're, you're connecting with this because you'll be able to listen to it on Superpoweredpop.com and superpoweredpop.podbean.com, but you are with us here. We've Got Stones is the name of the six-part series underneath Superpowered Pop with Dan Tortora's umbrella. The We've Got Stones six-part series starts today, Sunday, April 21st, and will run all the way through Friday, April 26th, the official release day of Avengers Endgame and so this is episode one, Power. I will be doing these shows in the order that Thanos received the Infinity Stones, so we will start off with this episode one being Power. The second episode on Monday, April 22nd, will be Space on the 23rd, will be reality, the redstone On the 24th will be the soul stone, the orange stone. On the 25th will be the green timestone, And on the 26th, we will have the mind stone, that yellow stone. So once again, you are watching episode one of this six-part series entitled Power. And this is the six-part series. We've got stones as we get ready for what Marvel is bringing us in this behemoth of a movie that is coming up, I think they said that the pre-sale for Avengers Endgame is more tickets sold and more money than some movies have made in their entire run in the theaters. And before we can go anywhere, I gotta I gotta show you this. Now I showed it a few days ago, but I decided to grow out the goatee. And I only did I oh not only did I grow out the goatee, but this is a Tony Stark esque style goatee, and you know a very Iron Man like. And if you take a close look at it can see it here. So if I go like this, you can see the, the line and how it, can you see the line and how it comes out? Let me get in front of the, there you go. How it comes out a little bit on both sides. So you can see that the Tony Stark esque. let me go this way. There you go. You can see it right there. The Tony Stark esque goatee is here with us <laughs> for Avengers Endgame, and more. I figured it was time to grow out the goatee, and not only to grow out the goatee, but to have it very Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark character as to get really into the feel for the movie that's coming up here. So I want to thank everybody that's watching and everybody that's listening in. powered Pop with Dan Tortora once again as we get started in this six-part series entitled We've Got Stones, and every single day we'll be dedicated to one of the stones. We'll talk about where Thanos got it from, where we saw it in the movies and getting set for (coughs) Avengers Endgame, which is coming up this Friday, April twenty sixth. And hard to believe that it's so hard to get the Infinity Gauntlet when, you know, I seem to have obtained it myself pretty easily here. So, you know, you can wave you can wave a little Hi mom. You know, you can you can you can do a little I love you. You can hang loose a little bit here. So the Infinity Gauntlet, they say it's hard to get, but you know I got it sitting right here. So, Thanos, if you want it, come get it. So, <laughs> having some fun here inside of the broadcast. And, and you see this thing on the video. It says, sometimes God calms the storm, other times he calms the sailor. There's a great line by Captain America in the comic books where Thanos is essentially saying, you know, bow down, you know, I'm a god, like bow down to me, I'm, you know, I'm the god. And Captain America says, you're not my god, essentially. And and I thought that that was a profound. But it's just a very, very cool. Th- I actually have it on a t-shirt that he says, you know, you're not my god, or you'll never be my god. And I thought that that was so profound and really shows the morals and the values and that, you know, Captain America is always going to be what he stands for. Now, the shirt that I'm wearing today, if you take a look at it, this shirt obviously has Rocket. It has Groot. You see Groot. And then if you go to the back, you can see that it has Gamora and Drax is down down here in this corner. And then we have Star-Lord. So this is my Guardians of the Galaxy shirt from the first movie. And the reason why I wore it for this episode of We've Got Stones inside a superpowered pop with Dan Satora, entitled Episode One, The Power Stone. The reason why I wore it for this is because this is the movie that releases the Power Stone into the world. This is where we see the orb, right? So there's the orb where they open it and the power stone is within it. And, you know, they have this orb and they go to bring it to the collector and the collector opens it up the collector played by Benicio del Toro in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 he opens it up and ha- and he's like you have no idea that you know this this orb is holding within it the you know a- an infinity stone and you know and then obviously the girl that works for him she grabs it and it kills her and then you know they they close this stone up and they try to keep it safe the stone ultimately ends up on Xandar with the Nova Core and we find out we don't see it in Avengers Infinity War. And I hope that they go back to this. Maybe they're going to Tarantino it and have a prequel type thing to show the Nova Corps getting destroyed, essentially decimated, and then having our superhero Nova be able to fly out of this thing and show up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and then eventually his own movie and so on and so forth. But the Novacore has this orb. They take it, right? They take the Power Stone. And we find out at the beginning of Infinity War when Thanos' ship shows up to go after those that are trying to, you know, kind of salvage their lives and, and continue Asgard. Because, you know, Asgard has been destroyed in, in, in Thor Ragnarok in the, in the third Thor movie. So, Loki and the Hulk and, you know, obviously uh, Thor and, and whatnot are trying to salvage what's left and Heimdall, they're all on this ship, and the ship gets attacked by Thanos, and when Thanos comes onto the ship, he has the gauntlet, and you see that he already has the power stone. He already has that purple stone before he obtains the blue stone, which is the space stone, which will be episode two's topic of conversation as we get into things, as each of these six days is dedicated to a stone in order that Thanos got them in the movie. So for me to kind of see this And, you know, and to go back to that, you know, we don't know the story. You know, we see Thanos obtain the Space Stone. We see him get the Reality Stone. To some extent, we don't see what he did with the Collector. We definitely see how he got the Soul Stone. We see how they got the Mind Stone and the Time Stone. But we never see how he obtains the Power Stone, which leads me to believe that there is going to be a deeper background story and we're going to see this in a movie at some point that'll probably feature the Nova Corps and eventually the superhero Nova, and we'll go on from there. So, you know, today's episode is kind of interesting because of the fact that we don't see Thanos obtain this stone. We just know that he got it from Xandar, and we know that he decimated the Nova Corps and decimated Xandar in order to obtain this power stone. But we don't see any of this actually happen, which is very different from what we see with the rest of the stones in the movie for the most part. It's the stone that we see nothing of. We see no exchange. We see we don't see how he obtains it at all. Now, we know eventually, or originally he had trusted this stone in the hands of Ronan, the accuser, who put it into his giant staff and was going to use it to destroy Xandar. And obviously that didn't work. Kudos to a dance-off that was alluded to by Drax and by the Guardians of the Galaxy when they were trying to figure out how to defeat Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. They told Spider-Man and Iron Man and so on and so forth that a dance-off is how they saved the universe in the past, and maybe they could do that again. So once again, wearing the Guardians of the Galaxy shirt for you today because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is where we first meet the Power Stone, that orb, that purple stone is the first place that we see it and we know that that's the first stone obtained by Thanos and just to give you a little background <laughs> on what on the power stone itself and just what it does and what it means I want to go back a little bit here historically and just kind of let you know about the power stone itself and you know and <laughs> <laughs> and what it essentially does, and of my allergies in the show today. But to go back and look at the the Power Stone and just the history of it all, the Power Stone is obviously one of the six Infinity Stones, and it is the remnant of a singularity that predates the universe. The Power Stone is a powerful weapon capable of granting a person great cosmic power, but is highly likely to kill any organic beings that touch it. And so it was used by Eson the Searcher until it was forgotten for millennia in the planet Morag Morag, inside the orb. Now, the orb containing the Power Stone was coveted by Thanos, who employed the Kree warrior Ronan the Accuser, which I had mentioned before, to bring it to him. However, before Ronan obtained the orb, it was stolen by Star-Lord on Morag, uh, which was at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, prompting a galaxy-wide hunt that resulted in the orb being given to the Nova Corps for safekeeping, and and eventually Thanos went and got it. Now, to get a little bit more information on what this thing is and, and a little bit more history on it, the Power Stone represents, represents the destructive nature of the universe. It was incredibly powerful, capable of annihilating entire planets. It was used by the Celestial being Eson the Searcher that I just mentioned to destroy planets and civilizations and it was later in possession of a group of cosmic beings who attempt to harness the power of the stone by sharing its power between them achieving this by linking themselves together just like we saw the guardians of the galaxy do at the end of volume one the effects were short-lived as the energy of the stone disintegrated all nine beings after a few moments we see that it obviously does not kill any of the guardians eventually the orb and the stone uh, and the stone inside it were hidden on the planet morag as i said uh, storing it in a secret tomb that was hidden beneath the planet's vast ocean. The ocean would recede every 300 years, making the tomb accessible. And then we lead into the guardians of the galaxy and everything that comes from that. And we actually see, you know Thanos wielding this obviously throughout Avenger's infinity war. And the biggest thing about this is that he used the power stone to crush Titan's moon so he could hurl pieces at his enemies he actually grabbed the moon with the power stone with the moon as far as well, far away from him as it was he put on he had that gauntlet on and used the power stone to break apart the moon of his former home planet titan and throw that hurl that at all of our superheroes in avengers infinity war so and the blast that he shoots at iron man and so on and so forth now the Power Stone grants its wielder tremendous energy manipulation capabilities. Like all, and I want to actually put it up here as we talk about it a little bit more. So this episode one being of We've Got Stones, once again, being about the Power Stone, if you're just tuning in, the Power Stone has tremendous energy manipulation capabilities. The Power Stone is among the most powerful artifacts in the universe, along with the other stones, with only beings of an extraordinary constitution being able to use it while less powerful beings would erupt in a violent explosion, which we saw with, obviously, the female that worked with the Collector in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. The Power Stone can also be used via a conduit, such as the Cosmo Rod or Infinity Gauntlet, preventing the need to touch the Stone while still being able to utilize its power. If multiple beings are linked together, the Stone's power is distributed among each of them, as we saw with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Attempting to use the stone without any safety measures is extremely painful, even for incredibly powerful beings. The cosmic beings, as shown in in the Collector's hologram, were disintegrated when attempting to harness the stone's energy, as I mentioned before. And wielders of the Power Stone are able to project fiery purple energy beams and waves, strong enough to destroy an entire planet. The stone's energy also enhances the user's strength and durability to the extent that Ronan the Accuser was able to withstand a close-range shot from a Hadron Enforcer, a weapon powerful enough to destroy a moon, and walking away unscathed from the wreckage of the Dark Aster after it crashed into the surface of Xandar. When used with the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos, having a more comprehensive understanding of its abilities, was able to shatter a gateway to the mirror dimension sent by Doctor Strange. He also displayed the ability to manipulate its destructive energy for smaller tax- tasks, such as torturing Thor by pushing the stone into the Asgardian's head, causing him to shout out in pain, and charging objects with the stone's energy, causing them to over- overload and violently detonate. And he was able to slowly overload and detonate the statesman after retrieving the space stone. Now, when facing Iron Man, Thanos was able to concentrate the stone's energy into beams powerful enough to heavily damage. Iron Man's armor with a single blow and he was also able to project a force field of energy that was powerful enough to block Iron Man's repulsors at full charge. Thanos also displayed he. A- that he is able to combine the Power Stone with the other stones to enhance its powers and making it capable of achieving a more wide variety of effects. Combining the space and Power Stone, Thanos can manipulate and redirect outside energy, absorbing and channeling the explosive power of Iron Man's missiles into a concentrated beam of fire. After the Infinity Gauntlet was completed, the Power Stone was used in tandem with the five other Infinity Stones, as we know, to wipe out half of the universe with one single Snap by Thanos. So, this power stone obviously is extremely, extremely dangerous and destructive. And, you know, when you can break apart moons and do all kinds of stuff, obviously we're seeing something very unique here. And when you put all the stones together inside of the Infinity Gauntlet, these six stones to see what they're capable of, obviously all Thanos had to do was snap. And what I find to be interesting with the Infinity Gauntlet that you can purchase like the one that I have here. This infinity gauntlet is a replica. It's supposed to be an exact replica from the movie. You know, to scale as well as the stones in place and all of the markings on it and everything. But as you can see, I cannot with you know, I, I cannot snap. You can't snap with this. So if you look at it, you actually can't snap your fingers. And I find that to be interesting that you know, when you buy the gauntlet, you can't snap your fingers, just in case Marvel thought by some strange occurrence that maybe, just maybe, if somebody bought a gauntlet and snapped their fingers, we could do what's done in the comic books and in the movie in real life. So I guess they took every single measure possible, including the one that, you know, would be most highly unlikely. They still took that measure. So, you know, the, the Power Stone, obviously, uh, brings a lot to the game here, and is the first one once again that that Thanos obtains in the grand scheme of things here. And as we move forward, like I said, it's the one we really didn't get to see any backstory about. We know what happened in Guardians. We know Guardians is around this whole stone. Star Lord finds it in the beginning, and then <clears throat> obviously uh, there there is that desire for it to be taken by you know by the scavengers and whatnot. And that doesn't happen. Obviously, we know that he gives something different. If we go back to, to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, we know that, that he actually has another orb that he puts a troll doll inside and gives that troll doll away so that he can keep the orb and, and, and ultimately you know, put it to Xandar. After giving it to Yandu, uh, after giving Yandu the fake orb, and Yandu thinking that he's rich and driving away with this and seeing the the troll doll inside of it, you know, and, and, and obviously Gamora and Star Lord, Drax, Groot, and Rocket end up bringing it to Xandar and having them keep it safe with everyone on Xandar until Thanos goes there and finishes the job that was not finished by Ronan the Accuser. And here we stand today knowing that this Power Stone is the first one that starts this chain of events for Thanos as we get ready for Avengers Endgame. So some of the questions that I pose to you is, who do you think will die in Avengers Endgame? Now, I don't want any spoilers or anything like that if if by any ch- chance anybody has seen the movie, but I want to know who you think. You know, this is this is a fan poll. Just your thoughts. Who do you think... You know, a, a prediction poll here. Who do you think is going to die inside of this movie, inside of Avengers Endgame? I mean, I would think that you know, with having all of our original Avengers back, with having Thor as well as Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, who you know is is now obviously a different character. And, you know, as he moves forward. But the, the the question is, with having all these familiar faces and the Hulk, you know, what is going to happen? And what what are we going to essentially see in this movie? You know, which of these original Avengers is going to cease to exist? You know, there there is the contractual connections that we have to this that, you know, characters like Thor and characters like Iron Man and Captain America that Chris Hemsworth, as well as Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, respectively, contracts being up, not having any more movies on there. And, you know, they could also keep this under wraps. You know, they could could almost say, you know, hey, we're going to agree on a new contract, but we can't do that until after the movie comes out, or maybe they agree on it secretively and just don't release it, making you think that we're definitely going to lose Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. We go back to the dream that Tony Stark had, that vision that he had, I should say, from Scarlet Witch when she was messing with everyone's mind. And he said, you know, I didn't have I didn't have like a bad dream. I had a premonition. I saw the end of, of what I've started, essentially. And, you know, kind of with everything, with the arc reactor and Ultron and all of these things that he's created, that he almost feels like, you know, my technology and what I've done has brought Thanos to us, so I'm responsible. And Captain America... you know, grabs him in this, in this vision that he has and says, you could have saved us. And, and we see, you know, Tony kind of crouched and, and it's perfect because I have the, the start goatee, but we see him kind of crouched and with his, you know, hand over his face, kind of rocking with his eyes closed on this planet in this vision. And it ends up showing itself and the premonition, you know, to a certain extent comes true with these people dying with him seeing uh, so many characters evaporate, including his apprentice, protege, so to speak, in Spider-Man going away, and we see this moment of of him just sitting there with that glowing orange from the planet Titan, and kind of just everything blowing up and going off, and him just sitting there in that moment in pain, contemplating and and thinking about everything that's been done. That vision from Scarlet Witch comes true in Avengers: Infinity War after we see. The loss of of Spider Man and, and all this stuff going on, we see that they've eventually they've lost. And of course, Tony brings up in Avengers: Age of Ultron. You know, he said that up there. You know, or I'm sorry, he said that up there. That's the end game. And so <clears throat> we get that sense of that. We get that connection with it from the Avengers movies that it was setting this all up, and that Tony's word. You know, that up there, that's the end game. And then we hear Doctor Strange say we're in the end game now and, and now the movie has been called this the end game, you know, this, this final piece, you know, is it going to be checkmate Thanos? or Is it going to be checkmate Avengers who is going to win this and whoever wins, what is the cost? Because the, the big line from this movie that I've really honed in on in my personal life and, and stuff that I've had going on is whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes. And so I think, you know, obviously something's going to be taken from the Avengers in this movie, uh, taken from us, and we're going to see that in just a few days. So, once again, this is officially starting off the six-part series called We've Got Stones, which is brought to you here by Super Powered Pop with Dan Tortora. You can listen back and watch back to the show on superpoweredpop.com, as well as superpoweredpop.podbean.com, and you can follow and like and connect with Super Powered Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Super Powered Pop. We are doing this show, six, six shows for six Infinity Stones leading into Avengers Endgame. This show obviously being episode one. They're in the order of Thanos obtaining the stones, so this is the Power Stone. Episode two will be the Blue Stone, the Tesseract, the Space Stone is where we will head next in the grand scheme of things here, as we get set for this upcoming movie, Avengers Endgame. So, leave your thoughts inside of this. I mean, you can obviously respond back to this video and prediction poll. Who do you think will die in Avengers Endgame? You know, what do you think will happen, ultimately, in this movie? And we've gone the background on the Power Stone. We know what we know from the movies, and I feel like we had a concise way of kind of connecting that all together today, And so, episode two will bring us to the Space Stone following the Power Stone. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts. Just because the live video is over doesn't mean we can't have open discussion. And make sure you connect with us at Super Powered Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as I said before. Thank you so much for tuning in. And make sure you continue to tune in as we still have to go through the space, the reality, the soul, the time, and the mind stones as we get set inside of this six part series by super powered pop we've got stones leading into avengers endgame and we're gonna have some special guests during the week as well i'm very excited about it thank you so much for tuning in god bless be well he is risen